Clovermead's hair stretched past her shoulder blades. She was as freckled as when she had come to Chandlefort three and a half years ago, but she had grown much taller. She was five feet and seven inches high, almost as tall as Sorrel. She hadn't acquired much grace with her height, though. The twelve years she'd spent believing she was Clovermead Wickward, daughter of the innkeeper Waxmelt Wickward, had ingrained country manners into her bones. The last three and a half years as Demoiselle Serlune Cindertallow, daughter and heir of Lady Mellison Cindertallow, had provided her only a veneer of court manners, which tended to rub off when she wasn't concentrating on etiquette, which was frequently. Clovermead had also acquired a figure lately. She would never be as buxom as some of the young ladies of Chandlefort, and exercise kept her sinewy, but by now she curved almost as much as her equally athletic mother. Clovermead didn't much care for these changes. All the lordlings in Chandlefort who'd pointed out the scar on her arm or her missing tooth a few years ago gawked at different parts of her now. They stared so much that she'd taken to wearing clothes that were shapeless and large. Clovermead heard a noise from the parapet at the far end of the courtyard, and she whipped her head up, but it was only the wind rustling through pebbles. It could have been Lord Turnbolt or Lord Paddock, Clovermead whispered to her horse. They're pimply pests, and they've been following me everywhere and peeping at me. Why do they stare like that, Oroche? Clovermead took a somewhat muddy sugar cube from a leather pouch in her pocket and fed it to him. Oroche gulped the sugar down without demur. He wasn't a finicky eater. You're a boy. Tell me, would you lose your manners and act like a complete nincompoop the moment you saw a mare? No, don't answer that. You probably would. You're all alike. Even on the steps said Sorrel from across the courtyard. We do not talk to our horses as much as you do, Clovermead. That is because we know they do not speak. Sometimes I think you are astonishingly ignorant of the basic facts of horse flesh, he chuckled, or astonishingly willing to carry on one-sided conversations. You are snide. Clovermead informed Sorrel as she began to brush the mud from Orosh's mane. You have been snide ever since I met you. I have never told you this, but I think you need to know that you will die a snide-bound old coot. Sorrel looked at her blankly. Hide-bound old coot! Snide-bound old coot! Oh, never mind, and I'd been saving that one up for days now. Sorrel rolled his eyes. I will complain to my lady, he said. My snide is not tough enough to endure such terrible puns. His smiling met Clovermead's, and then his easy chuckle got her to laughing too. Sorrel's eyes never wavered from Clovermead's face. Her damp clothes pressed against her body, and any other young man in Chandlefort would have looked at them. Clovermead wasn't indecent or anything, but it would have been embarrassing. But Sorrel was a perfect gentleman, without any fuss at all, and Clovermead didn't have to be embarrassed.